Hello everyone at Moms Talk Autism here. We have a very meaty conversation today about you basically and other people. Sounds like we're spilling the tea. Stick with us and we'll let you know. When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered, like a framed photograph falling off your mantle exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together, this community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk autism. Okay, so... It's not really a gossip session. I mean, it could be, but it's not really. It depends if that's the kind of therapy you need. Sometimes that is the therapy that you do need. Um, it is, we've brought it up in a couple of different episodes that we've um, conducted, but we haven't really taken a deep dive into actually breaking down what that is. And you hear us reference and talk about the, the benefits of peer-to-peer support. And that's basically what this podcast does. This is what we do as a community uh, online and, and through this vessel of the podcast. But within, we found that within the, amongst ourselves as the group of four of us, we're able to offer that peer support, peer to peer support. And we understand the value of that. And so you kind of hear, you know, our, joyous or momentous, like aha things that we've experienced together as a unit, but we really haven't broken down what those other things are and how they have benefited these other elements of your life, which is actually the benefits of which you find yourself when you do have that peer-to-peer support. So one, I'll start with defining what peer-to-peer support is. It is kind of, um, how do you want to say like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's becoming a little bit of a trend. You kind of might see it show up in a lot of places and people are familiar with it because of, um, you know, recovery groups, basically. Um, that is essentially a peer to peer support group. Now peer to peer doesn't have to be a group. It can be one-on-one as well. So it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a group. And we'll talk about, talk a little bit about that as well. Excuse me. I'm getting a little bubble here. Take a minute. It's fine. Ooh, what's happening? Is it, is it cause I was Brittany and Tosh are here with Jean. Yes. I was just about to do that. Okay. Okay. Hi. Yeah. If you, I'm happy that you did yeah. that. I was like, yeah. yes. Hi. 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 It's, it's Natasha here. Yeah. It's Jean and Brittany and Tasha Hi. today. Brittany Shannon here. is not with us. She's doing real estate things, those things. Um, She's getting people into homes. Yes. People want to buy houses. <laughs> just a small plug for you, Shannon. Just a small plug. <laughs> if you're in uh, the Tucson area. If you're in the Tucson area. Yes. yes. She is a licensed agent. Um, look her up. Uh, so let's define what it actually is. So peer-to-peer support. It can be divine by, defined by the support given to a person who belongs to the same group or shares the same lived experience um, in contrast to where kind of where 
there is sometimes mentorship provided, but where you see mentorship provided, it's usually like expert level kind of giving that mentorship. This is a right a space that's occupied where you all are kind of equally on the same level. Mm-hmm. Even if you, or, so, or yeah. if, even if you are a couple years ahead of the game or whatever, right. you're, you're on the same level because your qualifications are, and especially in this group, in this realm, we're parents, mm-hmm. we're parents of mm-hmm. neurodivergent kids. Um, so there's three uh, principles of that, of that peer to peer support system. Um, and it has to be based upon respect, shared responsibility, and mutual agreement of what is helpful. That's it. Those three things. And it's not peer to it's peer to peer support is is science and evidence based that, that is very effective across several different channels of different studies of of groups. They've you've seen improvement and increased. Uh, or I should say decreased, a high decreased amount, even up to like when they studied a veteran group doing um, peer-to-peer support, which uh, for obvious reasons. And if, uh, you know, should you have your dad as a veteran, um, Tosh, but a lot of those guys get, you know, a buddy and a, when they, especially when, when they're retired um, and that is essential or they've come home from, from war, they have to have that person and it's life-saving yeah. So those yeah. studies show like a 95% decrease in uh, mental health struggles, anxiety, depression. So there are real benefits to that. And there can be cost-saving benefits because you're not having to seek out an expert. It's not additional right. healthcare costs to you. This is strictly building a relationship with another person that has the same lived experience. And I think we just we don't give that enough credit because I think our brains as humans are wired to, well, I either got to fix this myself or I need to find an expert to fix this. Right. And it's really about well, finding each other. Um, just a little side note that I will say though, Jean, is that um, um, for any of you out there who don't know, I uh, have, have grown up with, uh, you know, mental health struggles. Um, and so, in my younger years when I had unfortunately tried to end my life, um, I was put into not just counseling, but into group counseling. And although there was the mediator of the expert there, right? Like the, the, the mental health therapist, it was a group of girls, um, all, you know, in the similar age range who were all struggling with mental health. Some who had, you know, tried to commit suicide, others who hadn't, who were, um, and it was life-changing. It was life-changing in, in, I, I mean, there, there was a multitude of different things that helped. Right. But, um, just that, that understanding that I wasn't alone, that, that my feelings were not, you know, unheard of. And, and if you will, you know, quote unquote crazy, that there were other people that were struggling with some of the exact same things that I was. Um, uh, and they were other, other people in my age range, you know, and, and girls specifically. Um, so it was, it was really good to not feel again alone and to not feel like I, like I was this odd person out and, and nobody else was having this, you know, lived experience like I was. So, um, uh, you know, sometimes it can be even within a 
you know, medical providing or, or, a, or a, uh, yes. insurance provided situation, you know? Yes. Um, yes. And a lot anyways, of, sorry. No, no, that, that interrupt. was, that was brilliant. I mean, I'm going to tell you that was one brilliant timing and that was uh, very poignant to, to mm-hmm. this particular mm-hmm. part of the conversation because a lot of those studies showed, because they did study, um, they've studied a lot of groups where it is just like solely peer led, or you've had the medical expert, or you've had a different type of, um, uh, how did they label it? There was a different, there was, there was three prongs that they evaluated and they saw improvements again, like almost the same ratio of improvements, you know, of the decrease of the, the mental health struggles and the, um, a reduction in anxiety and depression, but there was no, there wasn't much disparity or different differentiation. Like if there was, it was very negligible in terms of like those, that group, you know, how the group was being led. It was more or less about the group of people being together. And it said, and it also said the data shows that for better outcomes, you saw better outcomes of the individuals that were showing up the more you showed up, the better things got for these individuals. And so you, you, it just goes to show you how important human connection is um, and how, how vital it is. But we kind of just, we think it's like this, I think, especially in our realm, right? Because we're like the gatekeepers. We're like, we're the spirit, we're spearheading all of it. We're the main caregivers. We're shouldering the brunt of all of this as, as moms. And we think that it's a luxury to consider making the time to have that connection with another family or parent. Cause you're like, how in the world would I even be able to carve out the time to have this relationship or have these relationships or whatever? Um, and so it's sort of this wiring that we have, but if you really sell the benefits of it, which is what is the information that should be out there when our children get diagnosed, that this is the information that's given to us should be driving us to find our own peer to peer support. Like, because Mm -hmm. it's that vital one, because it can be raising our kids and their medical needs can be extremely costly. That's very expensive. So if there's cost savings from not having to get another medical professional, (laughs) you just can find a peer to peer support kind of situation. Then you, you're, you're not only going to improve the outcomes of your child and for yourself as a family, um, but you're also going to have long-term cost savings. It's going to be cost-effective for you. Um, right. And obviously we know some of the other benefits of it. Can that seem like, obviously would it falls in line that, okay, well, if your mental health is better and you're feeling better, you also are dodging running into serious chronic health issues yourself because you've been struggling so long. And I think in the beginning, and we're much younger parents in the beginning, but as we get older and we realize, and it really sets in that this is, this isn't just like, you know, a couple years, like this is forever. Like we're going to be, this is, this is a marathon. And so you, it's, you, you start to reconsider maybe mm-hmm. what you need to do for yourself. Mm-hmm. 
What were you going to say? It's interesting to think, Jean, <laughs> because I'm like, peer to peer, what am I going to talk about? How, what do I even know about peer? You know, peer to peer. You know, I get so like analytical about. Okay, it's it's. You know, have I ever been part of a like a peer to peer, um, you know, autism group, etc. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know, sitting here thinking about it, it's like there there's so many different avenues. You know, I mean, Brittany will attest to this too. Just even within, you know, if you're if you're somebody of faith, you know, whatever your faith is, you know, I'm sure there's so many different denominations where at your church you have there's different you know, groups and whether it's a, you know, celebrate recovery group or it's a, um, young moms group, or it's a, uh, you know, divorcee, um, group, uh, there, there's so many, there are so many outlets out there. I just, it's like my mind's kind of doing the, um, head exploding emoji. <laughs> right. It goes back to Brittany's like, oh very, gosh, so saying of you have to diversify your portfolio. Your portfolio. Totally. Yes. And, and, um, you know, even, even with, within like my husband being a first responder, you know, they have, they have a, a, a legitimate peer to peer, liaison. uh, Yes, group that they that you know these certain firefighters are are set in there for um you know to to check on different guys and to you know if they know somebody's struggling or 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 just a you know for a, a perfect example they go on a really intense call you know let's say it's a call where you know let's just say for for giving some 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 drama to it um you know a a suicide um homicide or whatever. Um, and, and that's intense, right? That's a, that's a, that's a hard call, you know? So immediately, um, they, though, some of those people on the peer to peer support team, they will reach out to the, the responders that were on that call just to check in with them, see how they're doing. But it's not just that day, that evening, that whatever, that shift it's, you know, continuing through that week. And, and, and then, you know, a month later, just to make sure, um, because it's a, it's a career that they're seeing that kind of stuff all the time. And, and, you know, it's that continual lived trauma, even though it's maybe not your, your firsthand in the sense of, you know, your family, your, your kin, your, your, you know, friends or whatever it, it is, it's hard to, to see. Um, so it, it's just incredible to me to think about how many different avenues and groups there are out there. Right. Um, and you understanding even, that you have different our needs. Schools. Yes. <laughs> you know? Like I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, like some, some schools will have that, that peer to peer, um, support an example of like some of the older kids, you know, like, let's say if it's an elementary school, they'll have, you know, some of those fourth and fifth graders meeting with those second and third graders just to, you know, buddy up with them and, and see how they're doing. And yeah, there might be an educational component to it, but then also just to kind of have that, you know, um, how are you doing? Are you, you know, like, uh, yeah. So Anyways. interesting that you said that too about within our school. So last year, McKenna, the counselor was inspired by me talking about it. I was looking for sib shops for her for having sibling support. Now that she's, mm -hmm. she's getting older, she's more aware. Um, she's doing more things. How Lori's, you know, disability impacts our family or impacts her life right. or all of those things. I wanted her to have an outlet for that. And so she was inspired by that. And so she created a group of students all from the school that had siblings with disabilities. And they did this for about 
six months, the second half of the year. Um, so, so awesome cool. where they could meet up. And, and the other yeah. group she was doing that they had, she had tried to forge back was they, she had both counselor used to have a group called banana splits. So for kids mm -hmm. going through divorce and yeah. so that they yeah. could all come together. Um, yeah. Like how beneficial, it's huge. beneficial. And, and, and even, even for children, if it's just simply a, you know, having them come together and it just be kind of like where they're hanging out in a, in a rec room and they're, you know, they're playing games together or they're just spending that time together where they can, where they can, reach out and connect with each other the way that children do, but that, that then they are meet, meeting those who are in that same realm of life, you know, right. um, it, that that's right. so awesome. So like how, um, the one thing I think that really stuck out to me because like I, this is a lot of the mentoring work that I will do and offer to families. Um, but within our group and what the things that, um, that I felt has benefited me the most in my overall, it, I get that the takeaway is, is that this has, this has benefited my overall well-being. It's increased my resilience because one, I don't feel as isolated. I have an outlet. I have a group of people I can dial into that go that they get it when it's really a bad day or a bad couple days or bad weeks or bad months, whatever it is, the season it is that we're yeah. in, you know, like, yeah, a year, come on, we keep it going, keep it going. Come on. Um, <laughs> you, it, it all of a sudden doesn't feel as heavy. It's still heavy, but you yes, just have more resilience. And part of the thing I've, I've read something, um, like a month or so ago. And I've now it's permanently stuck with me and the way in which we actually helps build resilience in us is creating moments of joy. And so if you're not creating those moments of joy, or you're not even dialing into the, any moment of joy that you're having in your life and using that to kind of build yourself up, like that can, that can make you feel more disempowered. That can be that's, and it can make you feel obviously, you know, less strong, you know, less, yeah. less, less empowered in the situation while you're yeah. navigating it. Well, and, and just alone on that Island by yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and then there's just the natural, I think human side of us that, that once we do feel alienated or alone, we're on that Island by ourselves that we, that we go even deeper into our own psyche and say, you know, like nobody understands, um, and, and we start to build resentment. We start to build, you know, where, where we're then isolating ourselves even more. Um, it's like a, like a horrible, right. uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Yeah. Rat will, yeah. mouse cycle. will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hamster wheel. Yeah. I mean, cycle. I've even reflected on from the time that we've all connected to where we are now all of us have went through some really hard things mm -hmm. and I've watched us as time's gone on for the most part, you, there's this, yes, I, I always talk about us being more adapted, but I just see us, we move through things more fluidly, our own stuff. Like it's not talking, it's not talking about like us as a, like a group, that part of the function, but our individual struggles seem to move 
through more fluidly than right. being as stuck for so long. I, I don't even know how to explain it. Sometimes it feels yeah, kind of magical. You're speaking on a level of not even just like the the journey through um, parenting children with disabilities, but just our our day to day everything. You know, whether it's going through divorce or um, struggling with our in laws, or you know, right, husband issues or yeah. you know, spousal issues or what you know, whatever. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. other inter- yeah, mm-hmm. definitely like the other interpersonal, interpersonal challenges. Mm-hmm. And um, and like for you, you mentioned it. You, I think you mentioned it even. Uh, on the on the grief, the the episode where grief and joy can coexist together, mm-hmm. talking about you know that first year we were friends and you were having to process you were that us experiencing what December is like for you. Mm-hmm. This last year, you know, you yeah. were you were you had you could feel you could sense you could see the the growth and kind of the evolution, like it wasn't that it wasn't hard. It's always going to be hard for you, but it was just different, you know? And, and the same thing with like moving through, um, processing, getting Jack's report card, like all of those kinds of circumstances that really all, we all used to get kind of more stuck to longer. We just, I see us all moving through them so much more, graciously easily we're, or we I don't know like there's this we, I guess we may arrive to acceptance we're not we definitely there's no we're not so we definitely acknowledge what's going on there's no like pretending there's no pretending in this group oh, yeah well and it's not well and it's not to say like you know I mean Brittany that you're a perfect example and and can attest to this you know the struggles that that have happened throughout this summer um, this last summer with, with Austin and, um, you know, there were moments for you of just really and hard down crying on Marco Polo with us. And so it's not to say that that's not, that that doesn't happen anymore that, oh, we're just like, we've arrived to this place where it just doesn't even bother us. But again, it, it goes back to that, you know, what we're even discussing today is that, is that peer to peer, um, support and and how how different it is, you know, for you now, Brittany, maybe than it was um, two years ago. You know, um, so yeah, it's definitely it's interesting. There's been an evolution in diversifying evolution, that portfolio. Right, like we, yeah. we've all <laughs> we're all evolving, but it's it's. We love um, that. Did somebody write that down really quickly? We need that. I really. <laughs> that's our, ours. That's Yeah. We need to copyright that. And Dude, that's ours. <laughs> and we are going to put that on merch and be like, have you diversified your portfolio lately? <laughs> your, All right. Your, sorry, Brittany. Go ahead. Listen to finish. mom's talk autism. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. But yeah, it's, it's about like, I, I've always been very blessed to have a loving family and good friends who I have been able to turn to, but it is right. different. And, and those, those people in my life, they serve specific roles that are very, very vital and helpful to me. Um, there's connections I have with my parents or my siblings or my best friends that I've lived by for decades now um, that that history with those people really, really, it, 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 
it helps me. It helps me. They know me, they know my children, and they can really understand or sympathize or maybe even empathize to some degree. But then I have on this other hand in my beautiful portfolio that I've developed over the years, right? I have you girls now. And we don't have the geographical or the the childhood history together or even we're not even related to each other. But we have other similarities. <laughs> Tasha Jean look like each other. <laughs> um, but uh, but we also have we have other things that we have connected with through experiences, through the age of some of our children, through the stories that we have shared, our, our emotional rawness, our, um, our unfiltered lives that we have felt comfortable enough to share with each other, um, through videos, through calls, through texts, every way that people can communicate, (laughs) in this day and age, we utilize those things. Sometimes multiple different right. ways in one day. It's a little crazy. Yeah. We're always several different mediums. Several different mediums, modalities, where's high yes. accessibility well, within this group. Um, yes. and, you know, and, Brittany, and a, and a side to that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say when when that doesn't happen, when one of us is super, super busy with other things or is out of town or has guests, you know, when, when there is a lack of one of us within the group for whatever reason, if we're mad at each other, that happens too sometimes, everyone. We just want to be real with you. Um we need a little breaky break, right? Um when when that absence is gone from my life, when I don't have you guys in my day for whatever reason, I feel it. I feel it. I feel that yeah. loss. Yes. And it yeah. is important yeah. for me to come back to it the next day or in a few hours or whatever. Um and it's 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 so important. This is my therapy right now. This is my you guys are my therapists, yeah. right? It is my yeah, um, it is my yeah. therapy. I can't afford uh, I, therapy. This is therapy. <laughs> this is therapy. Go ahead, Tosh. I have one more thing, but go ahead. What were you going to say, Tosh? No, no, no. And I, I was just going to say really quickly, and then it's, it, then it's even again, even more, you know, coming together on the on the one common denominator, but then it branching out to so like having connections. You know, you and I find connections in certain things, and yes. and Jean and I find you know connections, and and vice versa between the four of us. You know, we we are all kind of interspersed in in having you know similarities in in other regions other other parts of our of our lives yeah. um which then just makes it again even even stronger and even more of a connection um yes. between the four of us uh, yeah so yeah yeah speaking okay, i'm sorry no, go ahead that's, you're, that's that that Brittany, that that literal thing like cost saving i mean think about the yeah. time spent there's so much more added value you are getting therapeutic value in addition to the deeper, more meaningful connection with other human beings beyond just, again, like what Tosh just explained, beyond just that reach of we're autism parents. And, mm-hmm. um, and then it's literally, it is cost savings. I mean, like mm-hmm. Brittany has four kids. She should know how expensive kids are. Jeez. Don't even get me started. I want to hear your though, Brittany, I want to hear that last, yeah. um, what you were going to say. Yeah. What yeah it, it's about therapy. It's, it's related. So this is an example, right? And I, I want to maybe uh, disc- add a little disclaimer here that this doesn't mean that we 
you don't need therapy necessarily, right? Like sometimes a professional oh, therapist yes. is is the right call. Like we don't we're not medical professionals. We are not licensed yes. therapists. So although we can interchangeably maybe use those words or use those phrases and we are helping each other and we are seeing really benefits from it. That's not necessarily the only option. Like sometimes you really need to go see a therapist, like a professional licensed therapist. So please oh, do that if that is the case. All day long, I am advocate for all the yeah. therapists, all the psychiatrists, psychologists, mental health counselor, <laughs> all, of those. all day long. I've seen them all. Come on. <laughs> all those. And now having said that though- Take your meds. <laughs> Having said that, though, I I have seen a therapist before for myself. Um, it was yeah. during COVID. I was really really struggling. It's when Austin really started. Um, we started seeing a lot more behaviors and a lot more aggression and violence from him, and it was extremely difficult for me mentally to know how to care for him. I was not finding answers, and I was very very worried on multiple areas. Um, and I, I decided to go see a therapist. Um, I found, I tried to be very methodical about it. (laughs) Shocker. And, uh, I looked for somebody who was, I wanted a female. I wanted someone who was a parent and I wanted preferably someone who had a child or a lot of experience with special needs, whether that was within their own lives or, or, you know, maybe their, their, um, professional background, they've worked with children with special needs or something. And I found that person. It took me a really long time. Mm -hmm. I found somebody that was a female who was married or not necessarily married, but was a, a mother and had a child with special needs. And the added benefit is she was a little bit older than me and her child was a little bit older than my oldest. So she had some experience. She was a few years down the road ahead of me. And I really thought I'm setting myself up for success, right? This is going to work. And it did. It was wonderful. She was a wonderful therapist. We had some really great talks. We cried together. We recommended literature for each other. Um, But what it ended up happening, and this is no fault of hers, but what it ended up happening in this particular situation is it ended up being more of a peer-to-peer support thing where we were swapping stories and connecting in that way. And it was really, really helpful. Um, Fast forward a few months and I started talking to these ladies online, Jean and Tosh and Shannon, and that I was feeling like it, it almost replaced it, right? Like that peer-to-peer support, what I was receiving with my therapist, it was the same kind of connection and feeling and growth I experienced with these ladies. So I was able to replace one with the other. Now, once again, you that's just not proved always the case. data. Right. No, but you just proved right. that it the worked data out for me. studies that they did. Yeah. Yeah. But you it doesn't even, always work out that way, that, but it can. Well, yeah. well, let's just say what I'm saying is, is that you were... It, even though it, it evolved, that particular relationship evolved to peer to peer, but she was, you know, an expert level peer yes. to, to a certain degree. We don't, we, we don't have PhDs behind our names. I know. Shocking. <laughs> um, and uh, so it, that's what those, a lot of those studies showed is that they're all beneficial. You're going to, you can get the equal benefit out of either. And it's really kind of personal um, choice for those individuals. But I think that was such a brilliant, like dumb illustration of, of that. That is so good. That's so good. I didn't even, I remember you telling us that, but you definitely didn't couch it 
the way you just did right now. And I guess because yeah, it's, same, same. I was going to say, I don't, I remember ish, but I don't, yeah. I don't remember. Well, I don't, exactly I don't remember it, but I don't remember it butting up so close to it. I feel, I thought there was, I guess the way that it was, I guess my, I guess in my mind, I was thinking it was, there was just like a kind of a, a gap of time. And I didn't realize that there was a little bit, I could, there I didn't really get, yeah. and I didn't really, and I didn't really gauge like how much you, um, whether you, you know, you enjoyed her or not. I think maybe we didn't even probe around. We were just kind of like all getting to know each yes. other and <laughs> we were all getting There's to know so each other. There's many things to talk about. Like, yeah. Yeah. There uh, was a bit of a gap but, and I felt that loss. And I think that's probably why I, I was searching for you guys. Um, and I, I did find yeah. that. And what I didn't really come to the realization that I had kind of replaced one with the other until recently when we started talking about mm-hmm. maybe this, this topic in this episode, um, we have meetings mm-hmm. and we, we discuss future episodes and that kind of put that little bug in my ear of like, okay, what is my yeah. experience with therapy? What is my experience with peer-to-peer support? And I kind of made that connection. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this that's that's kind of what I did because I didn't go back to it. Um, yes. And there yeah. wasn't a reason to stop other than we had some scheduling conflicts and then you just, you know, you just forget and you just move on and you don't get back to it. Da-da-da-da-da. But again, but again disclaimer, <laughs> therapy is important. It sure is. <laughs> These girls do a lot for me, but I still see a psychiatrist. We, yeah. we do. Yeah, I see a psychiatrist too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, needs to have to. I mean, have to. And have I, to. I do have a and have I have to. a story about that. Uh, about how I even it came from another special needs parent. Right when I started out on the journey. But one thing I wanted to point out while we were talking about we talked a lot of, you know, about different various kind of different peer to peer settings and groups, right? Um, the, the most, again, peer to peer support isn't necessarily always in, in a group setting is not always the right choice. And so sometimes for you personally, because for some people, it can make them feel more overwhelmed because they're so overwhelmed by Other what's because they're so overwhelmed by what's going on in their life, they can't possibly devote their time and attention to other people on that, on that level. Mm. And then, and we know this very, very well, um, is that it can kind of, it can sometimes make in that, in that group setting, the comparison. Yes. The comparison trap trap comes up. And so it's just, it's just in a group setting, you, you got to pay attention to that for yourself because maybe that group is, maybe it can be a timing issue be where you're at. Mm-hmm. And it could be that the, that's not the right individuals. And I remember, I remember hearing a lot, um, you know, sometimes, and especially in the beginning, it was, it felt like it, it's hard to, f- to find who your people are. Um, and sometimes people that are well farther along the journey. I remember when I first moved to this neighborhood and I posted about our family and my son and somebody who had, you know, had 16, 17, 18 year and older kids. And this is before I even found Texas parent to parent, like any of that kind of stuff. Um, we may have been into like year two of, of diagnosis at this point. And she's like, oh yeah, I remember those years. Don't worry. It'll get easier. You know, and there was, there's sometimes there can be where you are in your life and with your own child's diagnosis that 
those particular people may not be a good fit for you. Still doesn't mean that peer-to-peer support isn't right for you, but again, it goes back to that. How do you find, how do you find your people? Um, And it can be really hard, maybe even inside of those groups and, and even speaking with um, some of our, you know, community members, I, I'm recalling that time when, you know, when Rory was three, four and five and, you know, you had people, why, why I myself have accepted the diagnosis. There's other friends and family members that haven't, and they're not, they're looking at your child's behavior and assigning it to something else, but they're supposed to be part of your support. Right. So, right. You know, that can make, you know, you, it's kind of like, that feels like another loss because you feel like you could really yeah. have that and it. You, you should be able to, because you should again, have that diversified portfolio. And especially at that time, because you're just in this, those initial years, you're in such a hyper arousal state um, and you don't know it. You don't know that's what it is when, when you're in it. Um, and I can, that could be hard because again, when they're developing and they're so young and they're so little, some things may just still again, be assigned to, well, they're just three, well, they're just four, well, they're just five. And you know, that's so unfair. That's, that's so unfair and such a disservice to, and, un- and you feel undermined and unacknowledged for everything that you're having to juggle and like, well, maybe if you think this looks quote unquote normal, well, you can thank all the therapy, you know, that we're going to like 20, 40 hours a week, you know, that kind of stuff. And so again, and because you're juggling that extensive care map, you're just not thinking about, man, I really, you, you feel kind of trepidatious. I just, I remember feeling trepidatious about having that connection. It was almost like, can I really trust being having that those kind of relationships right now because do they really understand didn't they really get where i'm at because it just seemed like you feel like people didn't get where you were you know where where you're at so um it's one of the things i wanted to trust talk is about. such a huge um, huge component of all of this like anything yeah, here, so here, nuanced in all of it any relationship the trust has to be there. It must. And that takes time sometimes to build. And if you're not feeling that trust with your current peer-to-peer support on any level or any support, then, Mm. then it Mm -hmm. need, maybe, maybe it's time to look other places and to make start over. Mm Reevaluate. Yeah. So there's, yeah. Yeah. There's two. Oh, go ahead, Tosh. Sorry. I I just wanted to say really quickly, again, it does go back to, um, like you touched on a little bit earlier, Jean, about really having some introspective kind of knowing where you're at and what you need. And sometimes you don't, you don't know that and you, and until you try these things and then you, and then you recognize like, okay, this is not at all what I, this is not good for me. Right. Um, but it is, it is, um, gauging where you're at and, and doing that big self check and, and knowing like, um, I need one-on-one with just, you know, like you do, Jean, with the Texas parent-to-parent, or I need a group setting, or I need it to be, you know, in my church where it's a faith-based thing, or I, I you know, um, so just really being, having the wherewithal of where you are at and, and on your journey and. Yeah. 
Does that make right. sense? No, it does. It is. It's, it is because you, you, you have different capacities at different times. And so yes. you just, yeah. it's hard to measure, you know, because you're, when you, and when it's really intense and you're juggling a juggling so much of the care map, you know, your thresholds kind of get shut down. And so you therefore getting shut down and you're not, I can't stress it enough. Like, and if there's anything we learned from the pandemic and there's a lot of um, psychologists that have a platform out there, I think Esther Perel, she's one of them whose whole platform is about the actual vital need of human connection. And it's not like, yes, yes, sex is great. You don't need sex, but you do need touch. You do. A human cannot survive without touch. You know, you you have to have connection. You have to create layers of intimacy. And so she has like all of these tools to help people navigate those things. And that really opened my eyes to going, okay, well, the pandemic felt like, I don't know if y'all felt this way. Brittany, we may have talked about, I don't know. We may have talked about this a little bit, Um, but I felt like the, the pandemic mirrored and illustrated the experience of what it's like to live like for those that have never, that weren't special needs families, they didn't realize what it's like to live in isolation. Isolation. Yeah. And, and I I think it really mirrored a lot of what we experience and the magnitude of it, like across the world. And here I thought, wow, there's this huge opportunity now for the rest of the world to see that, you think this is terrible for however many months you're going to have to do this. Like imagine your whole life's like this, you know, being so restricted. I mean, and mind you during that, that during that time period, Rory still had such severe anxiety. It had nothing to do pan, pan, not pandemic related at all. I couldn't even be in another room from him. He couldn't be separated from me at all. So, so hard. Couldn't leave the house. So when you, when you live that kind of restricted life, and I think, and Brittany's talked about that too on that, that grief episode that we did, do, that, you know, there's so sometimes very lim- like limitations to what, you know, they don't get to experience or they can't make the same decisions the same way as other typical families might because they have to be ready to accommodate consider. and mm-hmm. consider, mm-hmm. you know, Austin's needs in that situation. And so when you, when you don't, live that way. You have no idea. Everyone else just takes that for granted. Um, but there's, there's a lot of times, I mean, I talk a lot about the, the benefits of it, but one of the things, and I think, I don't know if anybody can attach a story to this or they feel like this resonates, but it's that the peer to peer support you can get can improve the engagement and therefore satisfaction with all of your child services. So just thinking about your team, Mm -hmm. whether it's your educational team or your medical team or both, I feel for me that definitely has ranked true because I did, I was fortunate in the beginning before I met you guys, I had a solid mentor, somebody who had walked this path. She was just a couple of years ahead of where, where I was And so she gave me a lot of direction and that made, even while it was still extremely hard and challenging, if I did not have her knowledge and wisdom, 
I don't know that I would have had the same level of perseverance to push as hard as I did, um, or to stick with things. And, um, and I think now fast forward to now or more current times, I, I do believe because I think, you know, our community uh, is so much wider now, like within our moms talk autism, right? We actually also think about all the guests we've had. We've benefited from all of the guests that we've had on our podcast and their institutional wisdom. Like Mm -hmm. they're, they are just their wisdom and and it's, it's ongoing because we, we follow them. We still engage with them. Um, So I feel like ever since I've had those additional access points, even outside of you girls, but because of you girls, I do feel like I move through and I have better relationships and engagement with everyone on my teams. It's just a different, it's such a, it's so, it's like night and day from where I started to where Mm -hmm. I am now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, do you guys feel that, that, I mean, yeah, I, I think one of the the hardest things that I see with the some of the some of our community members that they were going through the diagnosis process right when COVID hit or or during you know those first couple years of COVID COVID still a thing I I get it I get it <laughs> but in the, in the in the really really rough you know 2020 2021 um, you know is that there was such that just that global separation of of everybody in every country in every you know. Um, and then on top of it, there was the heaviness of just our, the state of, you know, like, let's say our country particularly, right? There was such a division. So not only now are we humanly separated from people, you know, you have these families who are are seeing this, the, the, you know, maybe the writing on the wall, they're seeing these things with their kiddos. They're trying to go through a process of, of, of a diagnosis or just any kind of help, like what is going on and, the, and they're, and they're not getting their needs met. They're not getting that proper. And, and so just now navigating through, you know, who do I go to? Where do I go? What is an IEP? There's just such a breakdown of, you know, for people, for those people building, like you said, even building their team, right. Even building their safety net or their, that just that peer to peer, um, support system. Um, and I just like, you know, that, like it break, that breaks my heart because, most of us or all of all four of us were on our, our journey far before, you know, um, the, the, the pandemic hit. Um, and you know, yes, maybe besides, you know, Brittany was the very seasoned one, (laughs) but we'd all been, you know, through the school, just through through the school systems and through therapies, et cetera. Um, so we kind of had our footing with that, you know, but the, but there's such a huge population right now within our community that, um, that are needing that, that are needing this, that are needing community is what it all goes down to that. Like whether you want to call it the larger scale of community or, or, you know, breaking it down onto a smaller of like peer to peer people within our community, you know, the moms talk autism, finding their people or finding help through again, like you talked about, Jean, are the specialists that we've had, um, uh, right. as guests on our show, et cetera. Um, it, it, this can be, you know, I always say advocacy is a slow walk, right? So sometimes the things that we need for our kids, it just takes a long time before we, before we get to it. And sometimes we encounter a lot of setbacks before we actually get thrusted into what it is that we need. And 
I do, I'm, I've, as soon as I started walking the path of having peer to peer support and I, I will say, and all the, and the work that I do with Texas parent to parent, one of the things that we say to the, the residents, the first and second year residents is that this accelerates the resource. We accelerates getting resources to parents in a way that yeah. maybe just only having that connection with yeah. the medical professional, there's, there's limitations to that relationship. Yes. There's, there's, there's not one going, you only have such a set time to talk to them. Um, and so it's mm-hmm. not you, you, if you put them in contact with a parent that has walked this path before or a specific part of the path, it can dial them in, direct them right to the amount of resources they need to go. Like that's where you need to go. And that's, that's what we've also have become. We're able to do that on a regular basis, just online, even like we can, I mean, we've talked about that and again, beginning episodes where, I mean, the initial days on the internet after diagnosis, geez, that was crazy. It was like, am I like, you, you, who, how did you qualify who was a good source or not? But now, you know, we're dialed into that and we can quickly qualify whether somebody is a good resource for, um, for us and for our community. And that can make a world of difference. I think yes. now I do, I think I take that part for granted. I'm just kind of like, it's like second nature now, you know, that mm-hmm. it's there, but, and it's growing, it's not stopping. I mean, by any means, it's, it's just growing more and more and more just the amount of, of resources that we have. But, um, definitely in those beginning parts, or even when you get to a part where it's like, you're now on uncharted territory again, like you're getting yeah. thrusted into something new, that you're going to have to experience or walk through that you hadn't walked through yet on your journey. And I don't know, you just, um, just, just a quick, I, I'm not to like wrap this up. That's not what I'm trying to do. You're the hosting, yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to just say, you know, like as far as, you know, how are we sharing with our audience about going about these things? aside from moms talk autism, right? Um, uh, you know, I didn't even, until you talked about, you know, Texas parent to parent, I was like, huh? Um, but I just recently got a, um, hooked up with our, not recently, it, it was la- this last school year. I admit I, I, I ha- struggled. <laughs> Um, but I was introduced by our, my, you know, Jack's principal to the, um, we have a Camus PTO that's for special needs. Um, and, and, and it, I just met with them the first, you know, first time, uh, a week ago at a play date and just being on their Facebook page. And, um, you know, this year I'm going to make it a priority for the meetups and the, and they, and they have everything, right. They have just parent meetups. They have, um, meetups for play dates. They do every event that they do in Camus, whether it's Camus days or some kind of youth town thing, or, um, you know, at the different schools, um, if it's a, uh, whatever it might be, a, back to school night, I don't know, whatever it might be, that they're there and they're present. And it's like, even just finding that, right? Even just finding that peer-to-peer. I'm glad you you said that. That is small and within my school district, you know, that 
it's like, so putting yourself out there, like, it's like, if I, I feel like if I wouldn't have been, if I'm not, wasn't so open with, with my team, with Jack's team, with the principal, with the speech therapist, with his teachers, et cetera, um, then you know, it would maybe wouldn't have been a thing where Dr. Sork, his, our principal said, Hey, you need to be part of this. Like, this is, you know, this is something that you need to be a part of that, you know, the advocacy that you want to do and just the support, all of that. So, um, having that comfort level, I guess, of knowing again, knowing where you're at in in your journey and, and what you can withstand and, and, uh, how much you can put out there, but, but putting yourself out there, so that you, well, I'm really you know. glad you, you mentioned that because here's one, one thing that I would definitely advise because I now being a part of the school district, being, being a trustee, one of the things I've advocated, two things I've advocated for, for the past four years, and it's finally going to happen was one to have a parent liaison specific for sped sped. So you're going to have a peer to peer parent liaison. That's like the bridge between administration and that, yeah. then that parent liaison will start this particular group. We're going to call it, well, I think we just off shot it uh, with like a special ed parent uh, coalition. And it was going to be also, you know, allowing them to have that peer to peer support connection, but also to get stakeholder input to give back to the district. So the district could also learn for what are the gaps that need to be bridged here? Or maybe where's miscommunication or misinformation happening? You know, really trying to, to bridge those gaps. That's how you, how you do that. So this all stem and the, I said, I think the last step of like really getting that kind of stuck with our superintendent was that we had met at, with a couple of different PTO groups and there was some special ed moms in that group. And she, um, she said, you know what? I really wish we, or she, she said, Oh, I know what it was. She was like, Oh, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to become, I'm going to change. You know, my daughter's about to go into middle school. So, you know, Dessau's going to need a new um, PTO president. And she was a party of one. She had no PTO. She was the only person. She was the PTO. And I said, well, instead of that, I said, you know, I know we've talked about or thrown around the idea, but if you, you know, you feel really strongly about, you know, special education and um, getting information to parents. I was like, she was like, oh, we should have a special ed parent group. I said, yes, we should. I've wanted it for a long time. And then all of a sudden there were a bunch of other parents that were speaking up saying this. We hired a new special ed director. That's one of her sticking points where she came from, she had that. And so what, what you can do as a parent is that obviously you can inquire one, if that group exists, or you can petition for one to exist, you know, and because there's so much value in that, there's so much value because the value goes way beyond just what you're going to get out of it. As a parent, you're going to give your, you're giving back, you're involved in your community and your yeah, community, it's, it's your, your community, you know, it's not even just, you know, you, those, those other parents, those other kids the state or the, yes, the, the, yeah, admin, yeah. the administrators, the educators, because yes. they're not, or all part they're, of that. they're all yeah. part of it. And so it's all kind of happening synergistically. Um, so that was, mm-hmm. I'm glad because I did have that in uh, previous notes and I was like, and I did want to mention that. So I'm so glad you brought that up. And I didn't know that you, I didn't know you finally, 
I didn't. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Privately. The last thing I wanted to mention before we wrap it up. And I think this is important because we are aging women. Um, and uh, <laughs> thank you. We are middle aged, middle aged women. women is that one of the added benefits is that it decreases chronic and emergency health situations. Yes. So it's actually good for our physical yes. health, not just the mental health, which is also part of our physical health, but like really our well, physical functioning of our bodies, our organs, all of that. It all st- stems from the, the brain. So yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. I think, you know, <laughs> I think we've all had different variations of, of medical things that we've encountered um, prior to being friends, but as well as all along in here being friends. And we all are, that's one of the things I think we're in mutual agreement with that helps us because in some areas we kind of hold each other accountable to like what we really want, what we're seeking um, in our health, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. these are things I'm doing for myself, you know, you know, and, and also self-reporting when it's like, I did not do these things today. <laughs> or, or, or I can see you're, you're on a slippery slope, my f- sweet, sweet sister. <laughs> it's time to let's reel it in. Let's get some, um, you know, some good self-talk. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's change up our diet a little bit. Let's uh, put down the bottle for a second. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But, but seriously, I know. You, you are right. Yeah. There's the accountability there. Um, yeah. When we can see that, that, that one of us is really struggling and yeah. And, and that's what, not what can we do. To and that's not something that's not like we didn't go, this is not what happened. You know, we talked about those, when I talked about those three principles of like a peer to peer group of respect, yes. you know, shared responsibility and a mutual agreement. We didn't go, right. <laughs> You know, are we all going to agree that we're all going to hold each other accountable to, to our health? Like, are we all on board with that? Um, And I think, you know, and obviously too, we all do it to different variations and for, for different reasons and all that kind of stuff. But that element is there. And I think when you, that's what puts things in alignment. It puts things, keeps, keeps things in alignment. You know, you can always return back to that. Uh, It's all, it's always there. And so, cause I think, I mean, I remember until I, the very first time I went to Texas parent to parent, the conference, and I saw all of those women, it was mainly women. Unfortunately, it was very, I, I can't even t- I can maybe count on my hand, not even how, it wasn't even five men, I don't think <laughs> at that conference, but it was mainly all moms and moms leading the sessions. And I was like, they're, you know, older, you know, more well-seasoned, had, you know, older kids, maybe, and some of their kids may have been deceased, uh, no longer with us. And they're there telling, you know, their stories and giving advice and telling, teaching parents how to advocate. And they're just looking like, wow, they may not be taking care of themselves right now, or they weren't taking care of themselves. And I really recognized in that moment that I was like, this is going to be a long journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to take care of myself. That was a huge, huge, huge reminder at that point. So um, that was startling and very sobering to kind of, kind of be in. And then I was also thinking, I was like, how are you still doing this? How are you still functioning? Are you okay? I think, yes, a lot of them are probably the pioneers and the trailblazers of 
their, you know, uh, of this arena and, and they they didn't have, you know, maybe as much as we have now. Oh, for sure. So, oh yes. That, that is said yeah. a yeah. lot. Um, the woman that I work with or alongside with, she says that all the time because her kid was mm-hmm. diagnosed in the early 1990s. Mm-hmm. And so she just talks about, you know, how there was not that, that many resources available at that time. And mind you, right now, I would even say within the last five to eight years, you finally have those people, those parents pioneering the, the transitioned adulthood conversation because those there was nothing out there. I mean, and it's still in its infancy stages. It's not as firmly developed and established as it should be. Um, and so that can, um, I remember that being very, very, very obvious to me too at that mm-hmm. time. So, um, so yeah, so definitely, you know, look at the various parts of the communities that you belong to, you know, how can you start uh, connecting with that. And maybe again, your connection starts with online. Maybe you do find people that you're only talking to maybe in the DMS or whatever, or you've moved to Marco Polo. You got to gauge whatever your capacity is at that point to kind of start with the support that you need. What kind of time do you have to devote, but you do need to, to get that because you're going to see areas of your life that are hard improve. You're going to see all of that. You're going to see the, the obstacles you're dealing with your son, your kids improve. You're going to see your relationships with those people um, that you work with for your child improve. You're going to, you, Maybe even with your spouse, with your spouse you're yes, you're going to see that improve. You're going to see your, um, you're going to, your overall child's outcome is going to improve, but then you're also well-being, your well-being as the parent is going to improve. And you, and I think the, then you can decide as time marches on, if you can do a little bit more and you can spread yourself out and you can also do this. I mean, even think about that, like Tosh, you, you didn't have any peer to peer support really Mm-mm. for us. Mm-mm. And then you got really involved with your church and mm-hmm. there were all different avenues of, yeah, yeah like this is that- kind of like busted open the doors Mm-hmm. for you like you have malt you really do have like the diversified portfolio um mm-hmm. which is really to i think is telltale to to that so mm-hmm. yeah amen Brittany, come on Brittany, do you got anything i do um uh, <laughs> tosh is laughing at me all right um I, I can't I was, even see her face. Oh, it's moving now. It was frozen for a long time. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we get a little glitchy on here, but we we're still we'll still talk. Um, I could I could feel your energy. I knew you were here. <laughs> As a single college student, ba- way back in the day, I attended a seminar that talked about like dating and like finding your you know your partner or finding somebody. You, not necessarily a soulmate, but just somebody that you can connect with, right? Um, in a romantic way. And uh, there was the speaker talked about how people would complain about having to go online to meet somebody or go to some kind of social event, um, a dance or whatever it was to meet people and how it's just like, oh, I just can't stand it. It's such a meat market, like, you know, and he stopped and he said, I'm sorry, 
that's where the meat is. So yes. if you want to find Ooh, people, come on. <laughs> you are going to have to go where the meat is. That means yes. you are going to have to put yourself out there online, possibly. That means you are going to have to go to the park for that play date or go to that school, PT, whatever thing. You're going to have to do that. Now, that does not mean that you have to go to everything. And that does not mean that you um, are necessarily in the right mental space or have the capacity to go right today. But that is the goal. Go find your meat. Go find it. <laughs> Ooh, she just come on. Hold she on. just put it down. Can we get an amen? That sermon, let's go. That's so let's good, right? it on out. That, that is all I think is merch Woo! right now. I think <laughs> meet your people. You have to go where the meat is. Get up in the meat market. <laughs> <laughs> we obviously think we yeah, are so meet hilarious. Meet your people, M-E-A-T. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we think we are so funny. <laughs> how, oh how I, okay. I would have never, I would have never me. thought, Brittany, I would have never. Gene, I got to go. Okay, bye. I got to go. No. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay. I know. I would like to do my <laughs> Okay, go peek. Peek, peek it. Let's peek it. Peek, peek, peek. Uh, peek of the week. <laughs> yes. I don't even know what mine is. Somebody else go. <laughs> <laughs> After all of that? Oh, my gosh. Um, I have a peek. I have a peek. Um, I have successfully oh. trained one of my children, one out of the four children, and give myself a little check mark on this to be able to yes. make an appointment, a doctor's appointment for himself, fill out the prerequisite paperwork in order to attend doctor appointment, take his insurance card with him, pay his copay, and communicate effectively Ooh. with a medical professional about what he needs. In this case, allergy stuff, allergist. And he oh came home gosh. with the paperwork adulthood. and told me all about his appointment and what he needs to do from the doctor. And I am thrilled. I did it, Come guys. On. I did it. Pat on the back. Is this Why not a fork? That sounded like Tyler. This is Scott. This sounded my oldest. This this sounded like a sponsorship ad. It sounded like yeah. you were advertising <laughs> we? your services to train our children to do the same thing. No, because you're I am like, not doing that. You did. You did. Oh my that's, gosh. That's what it sounded oh my like. Gosh. I, I know what Got mine is. This One is down. Awesome little story. That's amazing. I now now duplicate that. Duplicate that system. Time, yeah. Um that's the problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh so I at the grocery store yesterday, um, the grocery store, the main brand uh here, H E B, they do they they're very dedicated and part of their mission is, you know, hiring um people with disabilities. So a lot, they actually have a lot of students from our district and surrounding districts that, that work in a variety of our stores. Um, and, or that's like, ends up being like their job training and their job placement eventually, like when, when they become adults. Well, why I was in checkout yesterday, there was a guy at the end bagging and immediately I didn't, couldn't tell, you know, if, if he had a disability or not. And the first bag he put into my cart, he said, he came over and it was almost like he like leaned over a little bit, like as he walked over and said, did you know you're awesome? And I was like, what? Aww. I'm like, that was such a cute little, that was so nice. I was like, wow. Like, okay. And I was like, why would you say that? And then he's like going on to like, he was talking and then he was like talking about the 
my groceries as he's bagging them. And then he starts talking about wine and he's like, can you tell, I don't know anything about wine. He's like, that's not my preferred interest. And then he starts going in to tell me about his preferred interest. And he's not moving as fast. And the cashier, I recognized her because she has a lot of times she gets paired up. I can tell she's the one that gets, she works well with them. Um, when grouped with another, uh, uh, staff member that has any kind of disability. And so she could, she can, she's just a multitasker. And, uh, I was like, wow, like he's so sweet. And he starts telling me his preferred interest. And then as like, I trail off and take my receipt, he goes, don't forget you're awesome. So it was just like his little, that was like his catchphrase. Like that wasn't a part of his training. Like that's just like a part of him and how much added value he's probably like I got out of that yesterday, but how he's giving that to the world and all the other customers he's coming in contact with, like how precious is that? Like that was so awesome. So awesome. Yeah. So So cool. I love it. Go ahead. I love it. Well, uh, I'm actually Tosh. Tosh, I'm going to go. That's right. right. I forgot you were going to go first, but then you didn't have it. Okay. Go. (laughs) As my kids are screaming. So I do not know what the end of this episode is going to sound like you guys. Sorry. Um, So uh, I had a similar experience, Jean, at Trader Joe's right before we went on our camping, last camping trip. And they, I, first of all, I love that Trader Joe's employs people with disabilities. So awesome because I love Trader Joe's. Uh, if you hear this, Trader Joe's, come on. Um, Trader Joe's. But uh, it was, it was so awesome that I was able to be by myself and, and not have the kids with me because that's usually, you know the way life is. Um, but I was able to actually like engage, he was out putting carts away or bringing carts in and, uh, he approached me and I was able to actually like engage and have a conversation with him as we're walking into the store together. It was just so, it's always just so heartwarming, you know, like none of us know what's going to happen with our children, whatever, but just to know that, 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 there is going to be that support, you know, I mean, it's there right now. And so hopefully it just continues to grow throughout, you know, our different communities of wherever you live in this country or, or hopefully in other countries. Um, Okay. But my other little peak of the week, Sloan learned to wash her own hair. (gasps) What? That's what I taught McKenna this summer. That was my task with McKenna. (laughs) It's given me a whole new lease on life at bedtime. Oh, come on. Praise Jesus. Let me tell you. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Jack, easy, right? I mean, he just, he knows he just, he's got short hair, whatever, but like long hair. And y'all know I got short hair. Jean's got short hair. It's just like, I can't, I can't. I don't know. I don't know how to braid. I don't, you know, like, (laughs) I don't want to have to wash your hair too. <laughs> Anyways, it's happening. And 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 it's not just happening like she's doing it and then I have to go in and like fix it. She's doing it and she's actually getting she's doing it well. all of the conditioner out and yeah. she's doing it well. Oh man. Okay. That's awesome. That, that was my that was my win. I was like, you mommy needs to be able to like have some kind of autonomous child. Because I yes. felt like Rory and McKenna were like twins. You know, like sure. just even though they were two years apart, I just where they were and their level of dependency on me for like physical things. It was like, oh, my God, can you please just do it? Do it all, please. Because you can. I was like, I was because you, you can even I even last with the end of the school year, she finally was wiping her butt by herself. Like, 
finally. Like, please stop calling me from the other room to wipe your butt. Okay. On that note, um, on that note, on that note, this was a wonderful conversation. Lovely. Remember, we aren't the medical professionals. If that was not clear from this conversation, we highly endorse the use of medical professionals, but we were also yes. giving you the added benefits of peer-to-peer support and not having a not using a non a non-medical professional and seeing the health and financial and physical and educational benefits for your child. Yes. All of it. So peer to peer support. Yay. Don't forget to leave us a review. We love those reviews. Those are so critical. It is a huge indicator of how well this peer to peer support works. And so that we can keep connecting with other families like yourself until next time. Thank you so much. And we'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. Bye. And meet your people.